in a time long since forgotten, Hattori Danzo was once what they called a gamer, deeply rooted in the world of video games. He foolishly turned his back on that world, but now has decided to return. Join him in restoring the blade. Hattori Danzo here. Welcome to Restoring the Blade, episode four. Uh, today's episode is um, my collection thus far. I wanted to talk about the games that I've gotten a chance to uh, grab whenever I see them, and uh, as a you know to start building back up my massive collection that I once had. Oh my God, I had an amazing collection once upon a time. And uh, I don't even want to think about, uh, maybe one of these days I'll talk about why I did what I did and walked away from it all, but it aggravates me now. <laughs> uh, so right now, I own the, as far as consoles go, I own the uh, PlayStation 2, which is my favorite console ever, hands down. The closest console to compete with the PS2 or PlayStation 2, in my opinion, is the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Both of them have these amazing libraries of games that are untouched by any other guy. The you know what came close, and I think it had it not been uh, the PlayStation Two, had it actually had it not been for, uh, I think pirating actually killed the Dreamcast. I think the Dreamcast would have taken the forefront in the console battles. <laughs> the Dreamcast was awesome. I had one. It had. It had all the fighting games I could ever want. That was like the fighting game console, in my opinion. Uh, but it also had a ton of other unique creative games. And it just, man, uh, I I want to say things run better. When there's a game that runs on the PS2 and there's one that they have on a Dreamcast, I think the Dreamcast versions usually run smoother and have like less load times and whatnot. So, yeah. I think the Dreamcast would be my favorite had it not been killed by the uh, good old piracy. But anyway, so I have the PS2. I have the PS3. And I have the original Xbox. Uh, those are my consoles right now. The PS3 serves as my PlayStation 1 as well because it can play the PlayStation 1 games and I can save uh, the memory on there. Uh, I'm not 100% sure if the PlayStation 1 games that I download on the PlayStation Network are uh, emulation. Probably are. I'm not, the I'm not a huge fan of emulation, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do. I do have physical copies of PlayStation 1 games 
and they play just fine in the PlayStation 3. So, technically, I have a PlayStation 1, a PlayStation 2, a PlayStation 3, uh, and an Xbox. Uh, Sony's probably my favorite console developer, hands down. I will never, well, never say never, but I don't ever want to uh, not be an owner of their consoles. So, the next console I get is going to be the PlayStation 4. Uh, I don't have one now because all my funds go towards my other ventures and whatnot. But when these other ventures start paying off, I will definitely be getting PlayStation 4. But you know, the it's I'm actually having fun going through and playing games again and finding games that I wanted to play on these older systems that I didn't get to play and building up to the PlayStation 4 because... Hey, by the time I get the PlayStation 4, which, you know what, I absolutely have to have one by the time Devil May Cry 5 comes out. That's just, that's just how it works. I'm going to get one then. Which, so that'll be next year. I will have a huge library of games that I will be able to just go and get and play. Uh, and, you know, I kind of like that because I remember getting the PlayStation 3 at release. And I remember they're not really being a lot a lot of games initially uh and it was kind of like well i have a playstation 3 but uh i still play my playstation 2 so it doesn't really bother me at all that i don't have a playstation 4 because one i have a lot to play now and a lot lot more to play and uh when i get the playstation 4 i'll be able to just go and get a ton of games and yeah, it's going to be fun. So, with that being said, I'm going to briefly go over the games that I have. And, uh, I don't know, maybe I'll talk a little bit about them if I see fit. And if I don't, I don't. So, uh, I'll just talk about the Xbox first. The Xbox, um, I had one of those back when they came out. Well, not when they came out. I'll tell you what made me buy an Xbox. Ninja Gaiden. That was the only reason I bought one. And I remember I may have had a couple other games for it. I had Ninja Gaiden. And I had... uh, What was that game? Otogi, I think. It was like you were this spirit. This guy who was dead. But you were brought back to life to destroy these demons or something. Otogi. I had that game. I tried to like it, but I just I couldn't get into the battle engine. It was kind of boring. Let's see. I also had uh I want to say for Xbox. Oh <laughs> I had this game called Fusion Frenzy. It was one of those party games. And fuck, I my friends and I thought that shit was fun as hell. So I had that. I had the first two Halos. I liked the first Halo. I didn't play it for the multiplayer, though I did play multiplayer with friends. I actually liked the story. The story of Halo was really fucking cool. And then Halo 2 came out, and I was super stoked about finding out what happens after finding the Flood and all that bullshit. And, uh, man, I remember... I don't remember much about it, but I remember being really disappointed in where the... story went like how much of it was there there wasn't much story from what i remember it was like okay this is this is it really 
And that's when you figured out that Halo 2 was, or Bungie was going to really be taking advantage. And smart move on their part. Don't get me wrong. Very smart move on their part. They fueled uh, what today, which I guess first-person shooters are kind of dying off now for those uh, Battle Royale games, like Fortnite and all that. But, hey, Halo paved the way. But I will say what really paved the way is fucking... uh, GoldenEye, Nintendo 64, in my opinion. I know some people are going to say Counter-Strike. Maybe. I didn't play Counter-Strike, but maybe. But uh, GoldenEye for Nintendo 64, as far as consoles go, this is what we're going to say, as far as consoles go. And uh, Perfect Dark. Those two fucking games were amazing back when they came out. Oh, my friends and I had so much fun destroying each other in those games. And... uh, yeah, that's where first-person shooters really, to me, uh, were in their heyday. Well, eh, I can't say that because their heyday was probably the past five to six years. For me, that was the pinnacle, was those two games. They were really cool. So, anyway, uh, Xbox, yeah, Halos. Uh, so yeah, I didn't have much for the Xbox. Uh, I may have had something else, but I don't remember. Only played it for Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Gaiden Black. Those are the sole reasons I had that system. Now, what I have now for Xbox is, uh, when I bought the Xbox from a, uh, used, um, video game store recently, it came with, uh, (laughs) Soul Calibur 2 which I had Soul Calibur 2 on GameCube back in the day. And uh, this one has Spawn in it, which I don't know if you guys know Spawn, but he's a comic book character from the uh, Image Comics from back in the day. And uh, I collected Spawn for a while when I was young. But, um, you know, I don't like the way he plays in this. He's kind of boring. I don't know. I could be just expecting too much out of them. But whatever. I have Soul Calibur 2. Soul Calibur 2 was... First off, Soul Calibur was... It fucking... It was the sequel to Soul Edge, I remember. And then Soul Calibur came out on Dreamcast. And I remember in college, one of my teammates on on the football team had a... uh, Dreamcast, and we would play the fuck out of Soul Calibur. The game was fun as hell. And I remember Soul Edge, there was an arcade machine at like uh, some local Walmart or Target or something where I, where I grew up. There was a Soul Edge. But it rarely worked, so I didn't really get to get into it. Uh, so playing Soul Calibur was awesome. Then Soul Calibur 2 came out, and there was no question I was going to get it. And I got the GameCube version because you had the three guest characters for each console. And uh, you could get, Xbox had Spawn, uh, GameCube had Link from Legend of Zelda, and uh, Soul Calibur, uh, <laughs> PlayStation 2 had Heihachi Mishima from Tekken, which, thinking back, I probably should have gotten that one, because uh, I loved Tekken, but I was like, man, Link in a fucking fighting game? I, that was my process, actually. Link in a fighting game. 
Heihachi, I had played him in fighting games, so it wasn't anything new to me. But Link in a fighting game, okay, let's do this. Anyway, Soul Calibur 2 was fun. Uh, Splinter Cell I have for Xbox. You know, I never played Splinter Cell. It's stealth. I love stealth. But I always felt like this dude looks like a ripoff of Snake from Metal Gear. So, and it could be a great game from what I understand. Uh, a lot of people do think these are great games. I just was turned off by the fact that he looked like Snake. Or it looked like he was trying to be Snake. So, I never played him. But hey, I have it now. It came with this Xbox that I recently purchased. So, I might play it, you know? Fuck it. Fuck it. And uh, Madagascar. <laughs> Uh, can't say that I would ever buy a game like this. I hate movie video games. I've tried to play movie video games, and they always suck. But, uh, I got this one. It came with it, and Madagascar's a funny movie, actually. So, I might pop it in. And then, uh, oh, I have Jade Empire, which, you know, I always was curious about this game, and I never got it. And, uh, it was BioWare developed it. And um, they did, I think they did Knights of the Old Republic Star Wars, which I tried to play that. I wanted to love it. And I first few minutes of the game, you're walking around talking to people. And I started talking to this Wookiee. And just the whole time, uh, I, I had to give up. I couldn't. Because you had to choose what you wanted to say, and he would respond. And I was just like, fuck this. Uh, so I couldn't. I didn't have the patience for it. I may go back and play it one day. Maybe that'll be a good streaming game so people can enjoy that Wookiee talk for with me. But um, Jade Empire, it's a martial arts-based uh, game. Looks like it's RPG-ish. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm, I'm actually looking forward to that. And then, uh, of course, I have Ninja Gaiden Black. I don't have the original Ninja Gaiden. I may pick it up at some point. But I got Ninja Gaiden Black, which is the definitive version of Ninja Gaiden. So... That was the reason I bought this Xbox, was to play Ninja Gaiden Black again. So, that's the Xbox collection. Uh, I'm not going to go too much into Ninja Gaiden because, trust me, you're going to hear probably multiple episodes talking about Ninja Gaiden. I've already talked about the old Ninja Gaidens, so Ninja Gaiden will get its own limelight in this uh, podcast. Don't you worry. So then we go to PS1. So, the physical copies of games that I have are... uh, Colony Wars. Now, this is a series that nobody talks about anymore, which is strange because, you know, uh, what was that game that came out recently that totally shit the bed? Uh, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky looks like a, you know, current generation console version of Colony Wars as far as what you can do in combat, flying your ship and whatnot. Uh, which I heard that they're doing a, uh, they're releasing something, the no, no Man's Sky, like an update or something that's supposed to fix all the problems everybody had. I don't know. We'll see. But yes, Colony Wars. Gem of a game. PlayStation 1. You, pay, you play as a uh, space fighter in a rebel force, and uh, it gets, from what I remember... It gets deep, like alien, an alien civilization gets involved, and this this fucking shit was unheard of back in these days. Back in let's let's see what year this says, nineteen ninety seven. There we go, space fighters, like three D space fighters. This is a three D space fighter. Those are hard to come by, 
back then. Because before that, you know, you had your 2D side scroll shooters or whatever, which I like those too. Which I don't know why I don't have any. But anyway, Colony Wars. Then I have uh, Resident Evil Director's Cut and Resident Evil 2. Uh, those Resident Evil is the first Resident Evil's. Oh, it's probably my favorite. Um, yeah, it's my favorite one. And uh, Resident Evil 2, believe it or not, I think I mentioned this in another uh, episode, in a previous episode, haven't played Resident Evil 2. I watched one of my good friends play the whole game, so I never did want to play it after that. So I, I know the plot and everything. I see what happens, saw what happens. Uh, which makes me actually, in this puts me in this weird, excited kind of like, wow, position because they're doing the remake and I didn't play the first one per se. Uh, so now I'm going to play the original Resident Evil 2 for the first time and then I'm going to play the remake, which that's going to be really cool. It'll be fresh in my mind. Uh, so I still need to get Resident Evil 3 and uh, there's a couple of the spinoffs that I liked on the PlayStation 1, I think. Uh, no, that was PlayStation 2. I was going to say Dead Aim. I think Dead Aim was on PlayStation 2. But anyway, I need to get play Resident Evil 3. And then I have the uh, PlayStation 3 downloads of PS1 games. I have uh, Armor Core. That old school from software game. You, you fucking build and pilot mechs. You're a mercenary. And you go on these sorties, and there's actually a story to it. You know, when you think about it, like, From Software has always told these stories in a different way than most other uh, developers. So they tell the story in this game through, like, your uh, your missions that you choose, and also your superior that gives you the missions. Sometimes he'll send you an email, but it's through a series of emails. And uh, you learn, you're going through different shit, and, like, maybe some news reports and whatnot. Kind of like, you know, in Dark Souls, you got to put the story together through, like, items that you find and what some of the NPC characters say. So they've always had that unique uh, storytelling uh, attribute. But Armor Core is a gem of a game, PlayStation 1. Uh, the, the level of customization for your mech is really awesome, or was really awesome. And uh, the, the way that you went about it, like, there was a weight, I mean, think about Dark Souls. You had a weight limit. So certain items you couldn't combine with certain items. Uh, you had, I think, the way you built your mech was like, you, had, you could buy legs, arms, a, like a body, like a core unit, uh, a head, like radar. Then you had your weapons. Uh, there were all kind of miscellaneous little pieces that went inside the core. Really cool shit. And the combat was cool. There was a versus mode. Uh... I think in the second one, not in the first one, but the second one, there was a versus mode. But in the first one, you did, there was an arena battle mode where you fought other mechs and you had to climb your way to the top. But anyway, Armor Core. If you never played and you're not some graphics snoop, that reminds, that make, brings something to question, or not to question, but brings something to my mind. I, I was somewhere reading a post the other day and this kid, I say kid because they had to be, was like, Oh man, I'm so excited for Devil May Cry 5. Uh, I want to play the old Devil May Cry's. No, can somebody give me the synopsis of the story 
and the old Devil May Cries because I don't want to play them because I don't like old games and their old graphics. And I'm like, fuck, man, what has happened, dude? Like, a video game is more than just its graphics. I don't know. This, I wonder if this needs to be something that I need to bring attention to, like, and get other people involved because that's like saying you don't want to watch an old movie because it's an old movie, which I know people that say that. And it's like, do you realize this movie is a classic for a reason? It's, there are film directors that don't put shit together this well now. So anyway, we got to we got to we got to get past this whole graphics thing guys. It's only one part of this the the package. That'll be something we uh, maybe I'll do another podcast on that or episode on that uh by itself. Maybe I'll have some guests or something like that to talk about it. But anyway, um King of Fighters 99. That was my first King of Fighters. I didn't play 95, 94 through 98. Though, when I did finally play 98, I was like, fuck, this is the best one. But 99 introduced K-Dash, who is one of my favorite characters in the King of Fighters series. But, um, yeah, King of Fighters is a fighting game series. Uh, let's see. I also have, and this is still on the PlayStation 3 downloads, um, Silent Hill. Silent Hill is another survival horror game, if you don't know, and it's similar to Resident Evil, as in you have to uh, overcome really, really drastic uh, situations and uh, get out of this horrific, horrific uh, situation, actually. Um... But they're different. The in Resident Evil, you're actually a trained uh, professional with weapons and tactics. Silent Hill, you're just an average guy who is in this nightmare world, and you got a fucking nightmare town, and you have to get out. And your weapons are limited, and you're fighting fucking demons, uh, not zombies. So yeah, but the story's really, really good. Uh, I think the series was good up until mm, maybe Silent Hill 4 The Room? Yeah. I kind of wish they would have stuck with either... I liked what they did, for instance. They had Harry, then they did another one in part two. They had James... But then in part three, they used uh, uh, Heather, who I think, if I remember right, was um, Cheryl from the first one. But I don't know. I need to go back and play all of them. Uh, But Silent Hill is an amazing, at least the first two games and the third one are must play survival horror games must play if you like survival horror uh what else is on my ps1 collection in my ps3 uh soul reaver the legacy of kane soul reaver this was the first time i heard of the legacy of kane series 
and uh, Soul Reaver is actually... So Kane, obviously, is the main character of the series. Well, Soul Reaver puts Kane as a secondary character, and then there's a different main character named Raziel, and you play as him. And Kane betrayed him, and Raziel seeking revenge. Really fucking amazing game. Came out in 1999. Uh, it's stood the test of time, in my opinion. It's the The voice acting is super, super amazing. And uh, the story is very very good uh i would say if you're gonna play this have part two ready to go because it's a cliffhanger ending um but i i think that uh if you like um kind of like action rpg metroidvania metroidvania ish uh things where you you unlock abilities and backtrack and go and open new pathways and uh it's got a decent combat engine. You, uh, you. Uh, I don't have much negative to say about it besides I think the boss battles are a little easy, but other than that, man, it's a good game. It's a really, it's a classic. It's you should play it. Then I have uh, Vagrant Story. Vagrant Story is epic as fuck. It's a. Uh, it's a square game. Uh, back when Square was still Square, and not Square Enix. And uh, it's a it's an RPG. Kind of like uh, it reminds me of Parasite Eve, which I had Parasite Eve, and I don't have it now. I gotta pick that one up again. Um, the cool thing about the Vega story is the story. <laughs> And also the uh, how deep the weapons customization is. Weapons and armor. I'm talking hundreds of combinations and items, and it's it's insane. And uh, you you get to build your weapons, man. You got all kinds of swords, axes, uh, maces, uh, staffs. It's it's crazy. It's insane. And uh, the combat, it involves physical combat and it involves magic. Um, it's kind of turn-based, sort of. You, you open this, like whenever you want to attack, you click the attack button and it opens a sphere that shows your range and which enemies that you can attack and which limbs you can hit or which parts of their body you can hit. And uh, you choose, and you can then, once you connect, you can, if you're good, you can chain attacks and keep pressing the buttons and keep the attacks going. But as you do that, you have this meter called the risk meter that increases, and the more the risk meter increases, the higher the chance of you missing your attack. So there's a little balance there. It's really crazy. Very, very difficult game. Uh, it's one of those where you have to figure out how to play it. Uh, you can read the manual all you want it'll give you some good little stuff but it kind of steers you in the wrong direction but uh once you figure it out if you if you're the kind of person that likes to figure out how to play games like i am i don't read the manuals before i play games i just jump in and go this one's a good one to do that with because it's going to take you a long time and uh you're going to you're going to die a lot at first but eventually you're going to be like ah i get it 
Anyway, Vagrant Story is definitely a must-own PlayStation 1 game for people who like RPGs and uh, who like, uh, like a lot of customization. Then we have Mega Man Legends 1 and 2. Uh, I did a podcast on Mega Man Legends or an episode on Mega Man Legends. I will probably do one on Mega Man Legends 2. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that. So that's the PlayStation 1 collection. And then we move on to the PlayStation 2 collection. And I'll just start with uh, what I downloaded on the PlayStation Network to my PlayStation 3. I have the first two uh, Fatal Frames. Fatal Frame 1 and 2. Uh, I played the first Fatal Frame back in the day and loved it. I thought it was awesome. And I had purchased... You know what? I had Fatal Frame 2 on Xbox. But I never did get a chance to play it. It was it was kind of backlogged. Uh... So, I have that again, and uh, yeah, it, what was cool about Fatal Frame, if you don't know, is you had a camera, and it was ghosts, and you had to use your camera to hurt the ghosts, and uh, very unique gameplay, and it, it was pretty fucking creepy, it was pretty creepy. Uh, so, if you never play that one, and you like survival horror, you have to play that series, have to. Um... Let's see. I have Okami for PS2 on my... It's Okami HD, but it came out on the PlayStation 2. Okami is one of my absolute favorite PS2 games. Uh, You play as uh, this wolf who is the incarnate of a... Or the reincarnation of the Japanese sun goddess, Amaterasu. And the world has been plagued with this darkness, this evil, and she basically has to cleanse it. And it's got to, and it's from the guys, it's the team from Capcom that did Beautiful Joe. Uh, They were called Team Clover at that point. It was, uh, I always forget his name, the guy who's like the main dude behind it, but uh, he did the first Devil May Cry, if I'm not mistaken. So there you have it. And they always have these really cool combat engines. Okami's is no uh, different. It's amazing combat engine. The only problem I have with it is, literally, the only problem I have with Okami is the, it's a little easy. It's a little too easy. Uh, I wish it was a little more difficult. But the story's amazing. Uh, the graphics are awesome. They're like timeless because it's it's an art form what they did. It's they did it like in a paint style. Very beautiful, and uh, the combat's good. And I like the items that you get. Uh, it's it's an overall good game. Then I have Tekken Five Dark Resurrection as a download. Huge Tekken fan. I remember playing Tekken Two for the first time at a bowling alley and just fell in love. And uh, I remember. I had to go find it, went to my local whatever it was, and I found Tekken 3 instead of 2, and Tekken 3 was the first Tekken I really got deep into, and uh, it was love after that, man. Uh, I'll probably do some Tekken episodes eventually. Um, So, that brings me to my physical copies of PlayStation 2 games. Let's see, in no particular order here, I'm just going down what I see. Uh, I have Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, which this game came with the PlayStation 2 that I bought from somebody. Uh, 
when San Andreas came out, I was over Grand Theft Auto. I had played Grand Theft Auto 3. I had played Grand Theft Auto Vice City. And uh, I just, at that point, didn't want to play another one. I was over it. Uh, and I started this one just to see what it was like, to see how different it was. And I just, I'm over Grand Theft Auto, man. I don't think I can ever play it again. Maybe one of these days. Uh, then I have Tenchu, Wrath of Heaven. Wow, Tenchu, Wrath of Heaven. St- stealth game, Ninjas, Feudal Japan. Uh, probably as far as in, what you think of a ninja when you think of ninjas, the closest thing in a video game is going to be Tenchu. Uh, ninja Gaiden, Ryu Hayabusa is just a fucking destroyer destruction incarnate he just fights everything and destroys it tenchu you want to sneak around and you want to take dudes out stealthily uh so very good game very good game then you have i have devil may cry the original uh i'll probably do something later on with that i don't need to talk about it uh grand theft auto 3 i have contra shattered soldier which was like Contra's big revival back in the PlayStation 2 days. And uh, it's it's fucking hard, dude. Let me tell you. I never did beat it. I never did really put forth a lot of effort to try to beat it. Uh, but when I saw it recently, I was like, I have to get that and I have to beat it. I have to. Um, so, yeah, Contra. Then I have Capcom versus SNK2, which... That was, man, I remember the hype for that game. For the first one, and then the second one, they improved it. Uh, the two fighting game giants back then, 2D fighting game giants, Capcom and SNK, they actually agreed to do something, and I am so happy that happened. Uh, Soul Reaver 2. Uh, here's a game that I haven't played, but I saw it for cheap, and I picked it up, Gungrave. Uh, I tried it out. I like it. It's. I think it's got a unique uh, play style. It's a shooter. Um, but the character is this big hulking mass of a being, and you would think you could just dominate everybody physically, but he shoots. Um, I have Metal Slug 4 and 5, which, man, I had Metal Slug Anthology, and I I will try to get it again one day. But man, I think the copy that I saw recently was over $100, and I just don't know if I want to pay that kind of money for a PlayStation 2 game right now. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Persona 3, one of my favorite RPGs. Uh, Persona's pretty hot right now. I'm pretty sure everybody knows what Persona is now. Uh, so I probably don't need to go into detail. Then I have Castlevania Lament of Innocence. This was like a reboot of the Castlevania story. It's it giving us an origin story of the Belmont clan and how Dracula came to be. PS3, and it, it, they went away from the 2D side-scrolling roots and went to 3D combat. Uh, they didn't do an amazing job at it, but it wasn't horrible. Uh, it was still fun to me, so I, I picked it up again when I saw it. Then I have Legacy of Kane Defiance, which is the last game in the Legacy of Kane series. For plot reasons... I don't want to spoil it for anybody who might want to play that series. Just the the basic premise of this game will ru- ru- will uh, ruin the plot for you. Uh, then I have Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne, which is 
absolutely my favorite RPG, hands down. There's no RPG that can top this RPG, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I will definitely do a podcast episode on that eventually. Then I have these uh, Zone of the Enders, the second runner, which is the sequel to Zone of the Enders. Uh, Hideo Kojima produced this game. Uh, so it's, it's pretty... The quality's there. They're even doing a uh, remake, not a remake, a remastered version for the PlayStation uh, virtual virtual reality where you're in the cockpit, which that sounds really cool. The only thing I'm thinking about is, man, that game is so fast. I could see somebody getting sick playing that game. Uh, so look forward to that, actually, people. I'm going to have Devil May Cry 3, which brought Devil May Cry 3 back to the limelight when Devil May Cry 2 kind of ruined the legacy of the first Devil May Cry. Uh, Devil May Cry 3 brought it back, thank thankfully. Uh, Devil May Cry 3, it, you know, it doesn't, I don't like it for the same reasons I like Devil May Cry 1. It's the combat's way, way more uh, in-depth, for sure. Uh, and I love that about it. I love the deep combat. Uh, the difficulty's there. Really difficult game. I like that. I I didn't really like you know it had a good story too the story's actually not bad. Um I didn't like the level design if that makes it if that seems kind of odd I know but in the original Devil May Cry the level the levels were really cool like the environments really dug it. And these ones uh not so much but hey Devil May Cry 3 is an amazing game so uh Onimusha I brought up the fact that Oni, the, the producer for Onimusha produced the Mega Man Legends games in the previous episode. Uh, you play as a uh, samurai in feudal Japan, and you fight demons. I mean, what else do you need to know? Uh, then I have Resident Evil 4 for PS, PlayStation 2. I will say that I think my favorite version of Resident Evil 4 is the GameCube version. It runs better on the GameCube than it does on the PlayStation 2. But I don't have a GameCube, so I got the PlayStation 2 version. If you haven't played Resident Evil 4, a lot of people think that is the pinnacle of the series. I get it. I understand why people would say that. But to me, it's not the old school Resident Evil. It's different. It's So I don't see how you can say it's the pinnacle of the series. I think it's where the series took a turning point. It changed. And as you can see, uh, they're trying to go back to what made Resident Evil Resident Evil now. Then I have Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. I love this game. I had no problem with Raiden. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he was a whiny baby like people were saying. I think people were just mad the snake wasn't playable. And I get it, you know. I totally get it. But I liked it. And I thought it was badass how Raiden, at the end... Had the katana fighting fucking the last... But anyway. If you haven't played Metal Gear Solid 2, if you haven't played the Metal Gear Solid series, uh, it's stealth combat, and it's, it's the story is legendary. And you will be in for a ride if you play all of the series. Then I have Street Fighter Anniversary Collection. Uh, this is just... Uh, I want to say this was the yeah this was the fifteenth anniversary. I think we're up to the thirtieth now. Wow, I'm getting fucking old. Uh, 
this had Street Fighter Three Third Strike, and it had Street Fighter Two Hyper Fighter, which had all the versions of Street Fighter Two characters in one game, and you could pit them against each other. I still play the hell out of this game. Uh, then I have Shinobi. PS2 Shinobi didn't get a lot of hype, or it didn't get. It, I don't think it was very well received. But this game is fucking amazing. And I come from the Sega Genesis Shinobi days. Shinobi 3 is one of my favorite Sega Genesis games up there with uh, Streets of Rage 2. But this Shinobi changed the game with that series. It, it was more about speed, disposing of your enemies. Well, I guess you could say that about the old Shinobi, actually. Like, you, you could run through the levels and slash motherfuckers if you were good at it. So this is kind of like that. You you want to kill all the enemies with one attack if possible. And uh, a lot of platforming. So you know what? This was a pretty good representation of Shinobi on the PlayStation 2 in the 3D format. Then I have Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. Uh, this is my favorite Metal Gear Solid ever, hands down. It just, wow. It, it was in a jungle, or it takes place in the jungle. And the survival aspects of it just, it blew. It, it it was unprecedented before it came out. Like, nothing had tackled what Hideo Kojima tackled in this game. Really good shit. Then I have uh, Legacy of Kane, Blood Omen 2, which, eh, it's okay. Uh, I had never played it, so I bought it because I was in that Legacy of Kane vibe. And, you know, actually, I like it better than Soul Reaver 2. <laughs> Soul Reaver 2 is fucking boring. Let's be real. Uh, you just play it to find out what's going on in the story, really. Blood Omen 2, the combat's kind of fun, and uh, it's challenging. I don't like the level design so much, and I hate the puzzles, but I like the combat. It's it's decent. Um, I think that's it for the PlayStation 2, and then to wrap this up, PlayStation 3, I have... Uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma, which is the uh, PlayStation 3 version of the Xbox Ninja Gaiden, or Ninja Gaiden Black. Updated graphics. They added some new elements, like uh, some new levels. That Rachel became playable, and uh, some of the levels just had changes to them. Um, let's see, I have Blaze, Blast Blue, Continuing Shift Extend. Uh, I think this was the most recent Blast Blue on the PlayStation 3, so I picked it up because I liked it. I liked it the first Blast Blue. Then I have Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. This was what I thought was the end of the series. I thought this was going to be it. Whenever it ended, I was, I was happy with how it ended. Like, okay, it's over. Snake can fucking rest. Uh, which, as far as Solid Snake's story goes, it is over with. But, you know, they kept it going, and we have Metal Gear Solid 5. But, um, yeah. Dark Souls. I mean, Dark Souls, I am surprised at how popular Dark Souls is. I didn't think it was going to catch on. Uh, Demon Souls is the first Souls game that was on this generation. And uh, it, it caught on, man. And they got to make a sequel, and here we are. We have Dark Souls 3. Crazy, right? So yes, Dark Souls is one of my absolute favorite games. Good shit. And F Killer is Dead. 
uh, I played this recently for the first time, and I fucking love it. And the the reviews for this game are <clears throat> people hate it, basically. I don't see why. I think the combat's fun. It's it's a suit of fifty one game. It's you know it's way better than uh, Shadows of the Damned. I think is that game with uh, Garcia fucking Hotspur. <laughs> Which I like, Shadows of the Damned. Don't get me wrong. That game is fun. But Killer is, Killer is Dead is better than that game. And if you're not a Suda51 fan, you need to be. Because that guy is... He creates some unique-ass games. Speaking of, the next game I see here is Lollipop Chainsaw. Uh, oh, l- let me tell you a little bit about Killer is Dead. You, pl- you play uh, this guy's name's... This character's name's Mondo Zappa. And he is an assassin. He has a bionic arm and he has a katana. And his bionic arm can do different th- things. You can shoot shit from it, you know, or you can just punch the shit out of people with it. But, uh, yeah, you go on these missions and unravel this really bizarre plot. I think that's what people don't like about it is the plot's kind of hard to understand. I don't care. The combat engine's fun. So, uh then you have Lollipop Chainsaw, another Suda51 game. You play as a high school cheerleader whose family comes from a family of zombie hunters. And it just so happens that on her 18th birthday, a zombie apocalypse happens. And so you have to fight your way through this shit and figure out what's going on. It's fucking great. It's a funny game. The, the story's fucking hilarious. The, the voice acting's good. I think James Gunn had something to do with the writing. So there you go guy who did uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And the combat is on point. Really good combat. Really fun combat. Uh, I mean, you have a chainsaw. And the way they do the chainsaw with these zombies, the way you, they, it, it, it feels when you hit them, it feels right. Then I have Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, which is the PlayStation 3 version of the Xbox... Uh, 360 version of the original Ninja Gaiden 2. And this one, it was kind of a a mixed bag of how I feel about it because they took the gore out of it, which I'm like, man, that was one of the funnest parts because, for instance, when you fought these werewolves, when you chop their arms and legs off, the other werewolves that were still alive, even one that if you chopped his arm off and he was still standing there, he would pick up that arm and throw it at you. So while you were fighting werewolves, you had to be aware that if there were body par- body parts laying around, they would be thrown at you. So you had to be fast. Uh, so they got rid of that aspect, the gore aspect, and they made it a l- easier. Ninja Gaiden 2 on Xbox 360 was notoriously hard, like very hard. It's it's amazing. If you can beat Master Ninja mode on that game, you really are Master Ninja. And... Uh, they they made it a little too easy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Master Ninja on this one is fucking hard. Uh, but they added two-player co-op, which was fun. And I remember me and a friend, or a friend and I, had some amazing times co-oping the uh, two-player mode. I, we made it to the final mission. I don't think we completed that one. I think our internet connections just wasn't good enough, weren't good enough to, to do it. Then I have Metal Gear Solid, or actually Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, which is Raiden's, uh, his, ver- his very own Metal Gear game, where he's a cyborg ninja. 
Combat Engine's fun. Uh, Platinum Games developed it. They took the ball from uh, uh, Kojima's team, the Fox. I think it was, yeah. Team Fox? Man, I can't even remember what Hideo Kojima's team was called, but it was something Fox. And uh, Foxhound. No, I think it was just Fox. Anyway. They took it over because they were a bit overwhelmed, and I'm glad they did because this is a really fun combat engine. If you like, if you like 3D action games, which they're arguably my favorite type of game, Rising Revengeance is up there. Then I have Dead Space 2, which I also need to get Dead Space 1. I like the Dead Space uh, games. I didn't play 3. I've only played 1 and 2. Uh, I like really good survival horror games. They do kind of freak you out a little bit. But I like the combat in them and the customization of the suit. Or not the suit, but the weapons. Well, you know what? It's not even really customizable. It's just I like the the abilities. They just they're, It's fun. The enemies, the way you have to kill them, it's fun. Uh, so, yeah. Then I have Street Fighter Cross Tekken. Uh, I picked that up recently because I never played it. Uh, I've dabbled with it. It's it's kind of like a watered-down version of both uh, series characters, Tekken and Street Fighter, and it's a tag game. It's it's mostly about just having stupid fun. Uh, I would say you could probably get technical with it, but I don't know. I don't... How far? I don't know. Then I have Devil May Cry 4, which was Nero's enter into the fray, and uh, or entry into the fray. And that's it, guys, ladies and gents. Um, those are the games I have that I can actually play right now. And it's not many, but it's, it's a lot to me because like I said, I'm still at that point where I don't have a lot of time to play games. Uh, oh wait, I skipped one. I skipped two, uh, Red Dead Redemption and the Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare. First off, Red Dead Redemption. Holy fuck. Now I think Rockstar needs to get off the Grand Theft Auto train and start doing different genres like this. Like, when they fucking pulled off this fucking Western genre magnificently. Red Dead Redemption is one of the most amazing games I've ever played. Like, I love Western movies. And this just... Playing this game just did it for me. And then the Undead Nightmare, you fight zombies in a Western environment. Come on, what's not to love about that? But Rockstar should... This is what Rockstar should do. They should experiment with different genres instead of milking the fuck out of Grand Theft Auto. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Those are the video games of Hattori Danzo. And don't forget uh, to check out my Instagram and go and just like some of my shit. Help me build up a good uh, audience there, good following. And uh, yeah, the, oh yeah, and the profile, my profile, how to find me on Instagram is Danzo. Hattori. So remember, Donzo Hattori. And with that, I uh, will talk to you guys in the next episode.